boom, 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 boom. Super duty tough work. Yeah, man. Where they been, man? Where they been at? Where he been? Where you been, man? <laughs> what you been doing? Working, working just like you, you Work, know? Working too motherfucking much, man. Yeah. What I be saying about these jobs, man? <laughs> <laughs> too much work, man. Uh, jobs are too much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of working, man. A lot of working, you know. But, uh, can't complain. Life is good. At least I'm not broke. <laughs> Feel you. <laughs> this is the only reason for working so much so you cannot be broke. You know what I mean? Right. right you don't be right. working a lot and still be broke. That's, right. not, that's not a good look. Uh, so here we are. Early morning edition. Super duty tough work. Blueprint. The logic. As per usual, you know, talking about things that hopefully inspire and impact your life. For all our artists, you know, we be saying artists <laughs> out there, <laughs> you know, and uh, all our creatives, you know, all our regular working folk who just love music and art, who, uh, you know, compose the listenership of this fine audio program that you tune in to listen to for seven years straight long time man i know damn we've been doing this forever i feel like 280 episodes 80 something yeah it's a lot of episodes yeah a lot of podcasts have come and gone we still here still here man some some podcasts they don't be podcasting like us we be taking breaks and we think we be gone forever but we just be like a week off it do feel like forever though it do like when we don't do it because we got tricks though because we got ways of (laughs) scratching it out right (laughs) right but we still be having episodes in the tuck so you know the shit works out but uh, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of cats they don't podcast every week yeah they they be podcasting once a month yeah true you know what i'm saying so uh you know we here doing this thing man and uh this week we're going to talk about a topic that uh was inspired by something that happened to me at work mm. but it has a lot to do with art mm. and uh you know i was thinking about you know it is the nba playoff season yeah which are really good at, by the way Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Like all the games are like I'm so excited for Milwaukee and Boston today. Me too. Me too. We gotta be done by then, bro. We gotta be done. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I need to watch that. I need to watch right. that. You know I'm rooting for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. But yeah, man, it's uh you know, in basketball they have a term called uh the rookie wall. Mm-hmm. And the rookie wall refers, you know, because NBA is a long fucking season, 82 games. 82 games. And so the rookie wall refers to like a guy who comes in as a rookie in his first fucking three, four weeks. He's just killing it. Mm-hmm. He's just smashing it the first 40 games. And then right around halfway through the season, he starts slowing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was looking like a future all-star. Now he just start looking regular. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... Bad habits start showing up. He ain't got the zest that he used to have. The the the, the you know what they call it the youthful exuberance. 
Mm-hmm. That fire. Yeah, yeah. Because you know when you first start doing something new, that just that whole just that excitement will push you through. Yeah, you know at the beginning. Linsanity is a great. Like I don't think he was a rookie though, but yeah. he just came out of nowhere for like. He had a hell of a run for like three yeah, months. Yeah, <laughs> hell of a run. Three, six months. And then it was like just a blip. It's yeah. just a blip now. Back to earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they thought he was going to be the future Magic Johnson. He was looking like, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that, that, that newness can power you through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, just as NBA athletes have what they would call, you know, uh, rookie walls, I think artists have what we would call uh, a sophomore slump. Yeah. And it's very similar. You know, um, when we first started doing art, obviously we would do anything. You know, catch the Greyhound, ride the bus, mm-hmm. make very little money, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice everything because we were so amped to do it that we could just power through and our art was just consistent and reflection. All we did was wake up and go to sleep and do music and, and hang out. Yeah. A- and, um, but as you get deeper into it, you're no longer doing it with that feeling of excitement. And so this episode, we want to talk about, you know, the rookie wall, a.k.a. the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to tell some stories about me hitting it at work. And we're going to uh, talk about the causes and how to get out of it. And so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free huh. So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, folks, we're back. Super Duty Tough Work. The logic. Printnificence. This we were talking about the rookie wall. AKA the sophomore slump. As I described earlier, the sophomore slump is a point you get when you've actually established yourself in your career chosen path and you've had some decent success. You've been going at it hard for a little while. Maybe it's a year, two years, maybe in year four or five, maybe it's after your first project comes out and it's successful, you know, by whatever you define that as maybe you woke up some people, maybe you sold what you wanted to sell. And so you feeling good about yourself. Expectations go up around you. Mm-hmm. And then you find this point where sometime later on. You sit down and start making shit and the shit just don't hit the same. Yep. It don't sound like you got this shit up here. 
it just ain't coming to fruition out there. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen this a million times in industry where the artist will put out a dope first album. Mm-hmm. Your second album? Yeah, mid. Yeah, <laughs> super mid. Just... <laughs> How was it? You know, a little shaky, kind of shaky. And uh, this is this. I thought about this this week because I've had like uh, I think I'm in a, I'm having I've hit the rookie wall as a driver. Mm-hmm. And so this is some funny shit. I get this voicemail. This was after the fact. I, t- I had a voicemail I checked like uh, yesterday that I didn't even know I got before. And it was somebody from the, you know, the, the corporate office saying, hey, we just wanted to call and let you know you're a uh, new driver of the month for March. You know, you want some kind of, I don't know, kind of word or whatever. Whatever. Let's call back. Let's talk about it. You know, I don't know who votes on this shit, who decides what the crap. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I just try to go out and be safe, do my job. But that was at the end of the week. Let me tell you what happened to me starting Sunday, the kind of week I had driving a truck. Okay. Last Friday, I get this load that's like, it's already late when I get it. I get it at, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I get the, I should have had this thing the night before. So I could leave the night before. Mm-hmm. And I would have been over halfway there, waking up in the morning, only had one or two hours of drive when everything would have been on time. But of course, they didn't give us the shit on time. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't leave until like eight o'clock Friday. My furthest delivery is in Rochester, New York. Mm. I got four deliveries. And the fourth one, and so, you know, I, I think it's like a total of 500 miles. I'm just got to do all of that. You know, you got traffic, everything, unload time at each stop probably can take 30 minutes. You know, I'm hustling. I'm getting there. I'm, I get to the last store. I'm looking at the class. It's, it's like 410 as I'm rolling in. And most of these re- receiving places we go to Home Depot, they, they stop receiving at either four o'clock or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's like 4, 10, 4, 15. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers might not even be there. Mm. But I'm going to go anyway. Now, someone would say, well, why don't you call first and see? There's a reason for that. Sometimes when I call first and tell them I'm going to be late, they be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You think people would reward you for calling them, telling you, tell them you're going to be late. Mm-hmm. But if you tell a motherfucker you're gonna be late and you got a truck full of fucking thousand pound doors, man, people got a way of like not being there when you show up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, I don't know, man. It's Friday, you know. Everybody want to go home. It's Friday. I knew, and I know people be getting pissed because they have appointment times, and the appointment time for this fourth store that I had was at like one o'clock. Mm. Cause mean it's showing that I should have had the shit the next the previous night. You know what I'm saying? Six hours away. Yeah. And uh, so I roll up at four. I'm just pissed. It's not my fault. I haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I walk in. Hey man, I got these doors from. He's like, oh man, 
glad you made it. Like this dude is it's the exact opposite of what I thought. This motherfucker was excited. He was like, man, as long as you ain't get here by six, he's like, I'm cool, man. He said, don't even worry about it. I was like, holy shit. He had everything all cleared out, ready. He's like, yeah, let's get these doors. I go in, we start unloading these doors. We got these these fastener things, uh, straps. They got these latches you got to pull off so it holds the shit in the back of the truck. I'm pulling this joint off, it won't come off. Pulling it off. Then all of a sudden, I'm, then it just gets, then this latch just, bow, bust me in my lip. Mm. Blood going everywhere. <laughs> Let's just start bleeding instantly. Like, just blood coming out. He's like, damn. Like, the dude in there, he's like, oh, shit. I'm like, ah. Oh. I feel my shit just swell up. Like, you know, I just like, if you, I felt like I got punched in my fucking mouth. My lip hit my tooth, which cut the inside of my lip. And the shit just started bleeding all over the place. I was like, all right, man, let me just go back in there. I go, I go to the bathroom. I get that unstrap. I go to the bathroom, come back with it, you know. Shit's bleeding. He gets the rest of it off the truck. My lip is swollen for like four days straight. You know what I mean? Thankfully, I didn't need stitches or nothing like that. But man, it was fucked up. That's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Monday, I'm going to Michigan. I got a trip in Michigan. I, I get to this first store and I'm like, all right, cool. This is cool. It's a bunch of other trucks there, though. You know what I mean? And they all coming in the back way. They're coming in backwards to try to skip to the front of the line. But I'm like, all right, it's going to take a minute. I'm talking to my dude, Steve, on the phone. But finally, I have to go on break. It takes about 30 minutes for a truck in front of me to get done. I park. It, it was a tough back. This shit was no fucking room. It took, it, t- it took me about 10 minutes to get this truck in that fucking box in a dock. Because it was real tough blind side with no room got it in there and uh i get out go get unloaded come back out doors is locked oh you get my keys oh no you didn't lock my keys in the fucking truck oh (laughs) sick sick Locked my keys in the fucking truck. So only reason I thought, so I was like, man, what the fuck do I do? And I remember my trainer, Steve was like, that shit happened to him a couple months ago. And he was like, he said he called locksmiths and he called the companies and they was just trying to tax him. He said, he just called the police and they got it out. So I was like, I just called the police. They get me out of there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's Monday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Shit gets worse every fucking day. Tuesday. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm trying to get to this store. I've been to this store once. It's tricky to get into. I came in the back way the first time. It's a street. It took me through this back way, but it's like it's a real tough turn. You got to go down this back alley thing to the dock. And it's tough to get into this little street. But it's got this main street that I didn't go to the first time because I came in from a different direction. So let me go in that way. Let me try that. I get up there to the street I'm supposed to turn it to. I get there. It's impossible to turn in if any cars is there. Bunch of traffic. I'm like, okay, let me just go down to this other thing. See if something down there. I go down to the rear exit. I look and I see this. It's only one way in, one way out, really. 
There's already two trucks in there. Can't turn in there. Because I'd be facing the wrong direction and I can't turn around. <sighs> okay, let me go up here and circle the block. I get up to the street, see this little freeway, uh, Ronald Reagan Freeway. I'm like, all right, yeah, I know the Ronald Reagan Freeway. I just live in Cincinnati. You, we know. Ronald Reagan Freeway. We know the Norwood Lateral 562. We know these little <laughs> exchanges in Cincinnati. Still live there. Right. I go up to Ronald. I'm like, the, the, the GPS is like, go east on it. And take it's, it's, the, it's the GPS telling me he's gonna take five six miles to go east on Norwood, turn around and come back to right where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I go west on it though, I'm one exit up, and I'm like, two miles away, I can get off right up the street. Mm-hmm. Go west. Don't listen to that GPS. You should have listened to the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I turn the reason the this. GPS is there. Oh, yes, man. Yes. I turn right to get on this uh, freeway entrance. GPS starts blowing up. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a restricted truck route. Do not proceed. There is a bridge. There's an overpass ahead of you that is only 12 foot two. Now, for we need 13 six clearance, 13 foot six inches. That's the clearance a truck needs. You be seeing videos. You can go on YouTube right now and there's hundreds of oh, yeah. thousands of videos of truck drivers hitting them. Yeah, that would have been my future if I would have kept going. Mm-hmm. I'll, I stop at the end of the, at the beginning of the damn ramp and I look ahead and I'm like, yo, that shit is right there. It's so close. There ain't no exits before I get to that bridge. Mm-hmm. And so I, I pull over, try to back out. It's too much fucking traffic. People zipping around me. Nobody letting me get out, back the shit out into the street. I'm like, fuck it. Got to call the police again. <laughs> call the fucking police. <laughs> they come over, stop traffic for me, let me back out, help me pull all the way back around. I get to the Home Depot. That takes fucking 30, 45 minutes. Whole ordeal. That's Tuesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think I'm I'm finishing up a load, and I just had to go get this backhaul or some shit. I'm dipping up the freeway, and uh, some dude was doing something, just being annoying, getting over and getting back over in front of me, and I was getting frustrated. Like, man, let me just get around this guy. As I'm doing this shit, it's like traffic is thick, and so uh, as I'm doing this shit. You know, my, my thing is like, hey, it's a way station coming up. But this way station ain't never been open. I be coming through there all the time. It ain't never been open. I ain't tripping. And I'm like, yo, if even if it's open, my thing will let me know if I need to pull into it. My little, uh, what they call it, transponder will say, pull in. I'm like, oh, I ain't worried about it. You know, and I got an empty trailer. What the fuck am I worried about? And I ain't worried about no way station. I'm empty. Mm-hmm. I get into the left lane and start passing people. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's crazy. You only got one mile until your transponder tells you to get over. And from the time it tells you you got to pull in, you need to already be in the right lane because it's not like a car. Right. Where you can just easily get in the lane, get off. Yeah. If, like, if you got a mile to exit in the car, that's plenty of time. Yeah. 
in a truck is not necessarily that much time. I'm dipping. Yeah, let me get this dude out the way. I'm tired of fucking with him. I'm dipping. And as I'm dipping, I'm seeing all these trucks in the right lane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the left lane looking crazy. Like, I should probably be over there. Huh? It starts to hit me. Like, uh-huh. maybe this maybe I should have pulled over in that right lane. Like, why everybody over there? Everybody's slowing up. I'm, I'm looking at the way. Every truck's going through it as I'm my transponder was like, pull in. <laughs> I'm like, oh hell no. My transponder told me to pull in. <laughs> And uh, it's too late. It's too late. I was boxed out. I couldn't get in. As I get up to the way station, what do I see? State trooper. Sitting right there. I see him. I look up front. I don't see a single truck in front of me that ain't went through the station. I'm like, oh, shit. I go past him. Start making my way over the right lane. He pulls out right behind me. Yes, he pulled me over. Uh, <laughs> he walked the truck. I was just like this, like I don't even know what to say. You, uh, yeah, I fucked up. He was like, yeah, you, you did, but he was actually really fucking nice, you know, about it. Because it wasn't like, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Like skipping a scale, typically as a driver, your biggest concern is like these infractions that give you, they call them CSA points, points on your CDL, which make it very difficult for you. You know what I'm saying? Like they stay on there for three years or some shit. So like a speeding ticket or things like that. But this wasn't considered a CSA violation. Mm. Lucky. And I asked, and you can get fined like up to like thousands of dollars for that shit. I asked him, I said, uh, how much is the fine? He said, there ain't no fine unless you want there to be one. Facts. I said, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Shake want there him. to be one. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. I said, nope, I don't want it to be one. <laughs> nope. So that was my Wednesday. And uh, I sat down. I was pissed. That she had me pissed off the whole fucking week. But remember, it was just, it's not no isolated incident. Yeah, it's building. It's building. It's, it's from Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By Thursday, I was just having an existential crisis. Like, what the fuck happened? Why is all this shit happening? And I came to the conclusion that, you know, I hit my rookie wall, man. I hit my rookie wall. Motherfuckers started doing things that were uncharacteristic, mm-hmm. taking some chances, mm-hmm. losing his discipline, mm-hmm. and that shit led to some spotty performances. And so this episode, we want to talk about how that relates to your art, because this is a story about work, but it ain't really about work. Mm-hmm. It ain't about trucking, if you know what I'm saying. This can be applied to anything because we all have had moments like this where you have some expectations for yourself that are much higher and you look around and next thing you know, you done have four, five bad days in a row. Yeah. Damn. 
Am I supposed to be doing this shit? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So um, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the symptoms and causes of this. And then we're going to talk about how to resolve it. And so we'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you as a listener or watcher of this podcast need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, the book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. Okay, folks, Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, and Logic. We're talking about sophomore slump. Mm. You know, the rookie wall, as they call it in sports. Here we call it the sophomore slump. And um, we're going to talk about why this happens. You know, the symptoms of the sophomore slump. Number one, inconsistent performances. Yeah. <clears throat> If you have been doing something really good for a while, for me, I've been doing it. I've been driving solo for four months. I never had a week like this. And uh, my performance is very up and down, very up and down. You know, if I was doing it well enough to get to be considered whatever uh, rookie driver of the month, you know, just a month ago. Then come back last week and just have one of the worst weeks of my entire career and something is, is not right, you know, mm -hmm. and those performances really kind of made me look like, okay, I'm not going to blame nothing on nobody else. You know, I don't think that would be mature. I'm going to blame myself first and, uh, own the fact that I've just been inconsistent, mm -hmm. you know, for, for the people who, you know, are creating, we've seen it. We know how it is. Like some of our best artists, our, our favorite artists have had, lackluster sophomore albums yeah you know? cats get comfortable you know like that's I, th I think that's what i think that's what you ran into is yes you getting comfortable and you thinking you know just like you said like oh that way station ain't never open you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you thinking you know more yeah you know <laughs> you thinking you know 
You know, it's it's the same with it's the same with art. You know what I'm saying? Like cats get comfortable and they get in a routine, and it's like, oh, I can skip a few steps because I'm a pro at this now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it shows on your yep. final performance, on the record, on the single, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true, man. And when you start, the the key here, I think, is is to be self aware enough mm-hmm. to where you notice that you're being inconsistent, right? I think the worst thing about a lot of artists who have a, a a sophomore letdown is that they don't even know. Yeah, they think it's they think people hating. Yeah, like oh, this, <laughs> this is classic material, right? You're like, dude, you know this shit ain't nowhere near as good as your first shit, right? Like, it's not even in the ballpark. Like, you sound like you're not trying, mm-hmm. you know. And and that brings us to the second symptom of this, which is that. You can tell that you might be going through this because you are letting yourself and other people down, mm-hmm. you know, like to me, I mean, I'm my own worst critic, you know, at everything. Yeah. So I go, I want to be the dopest driver, just like I want to be the dopest artist. You know, I want to be the, the safest, the most consistent, just, just steady, really mm-hmm. good. No problems. You know, I don't want no, but when I find that, to, that to be slipping, I feel like I'm letting myself down and I start getting pissed off like damn why did i fucking rush to pull the strap off this thing and bust my lip wide open yeah you know why didn't i fucking uh double check everything before i got out of the out of the truck and lock my keys in there you know why didn't i listen to the gps Mm -hmm. you know and all it is is like okay my delivery times get pushed back later and i made up for those times but it's still like you got to go through all of that shit you know, and you're pissing yourself off and then you got the risk of pissing other people off who are expecting something higher from you. Yeah. You know, and uh, just like the first one, you know, the key is to make sure that you are always your harshest critic. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want is for other motherfuckers to tell you that that you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah. that. You don't want that. You want to realize where you went wrong before somebody else tells you where you went wrong. Yes, because it's always it's always worse coming from somebody else. Especially if you're your worst critic, you know, because when somebody else notices that I fuck up, mm. it hurts a lot more than when I realize that. I fuck yeah, it stings because they might not even notice. Right. Right. When, when they start to notice, that's when it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you can do so much better. You'd be like, mm. <laughs> that shit hurt. <laughs> Yeah, because they be right. You're like, oh. yeah, and you, you know it. You're right. You're right. You're right. And don't let them notice, and you ain't noticed yet. Oh, That's yeah. even worse. It's <laughs> that ether. That's that ether. Make your soul burn slow. <laughs> like you know, you did X, Y, Z, and you feel like you're like what? Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't even notice. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit hurt even worse. Yeah, I always say about like. um you know, I learned that just from making albums that like every after you get to a certain point of self-awareness and making art, no one should be able to critique you or say anything and critique of you that you haven't already observed. Yeah. Facts. Like every shortcoming of your art of yourself as an artist, you should already know. Mm-hmm. And you will know because you're constantly trying to poke holes in what you do to yeah. see what you can do better. Like 
there was a point where I wasn't always like that. But once I finally got to that point, there was never a criticism that was a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Even down to the simple things like, ah, the album's too short. Mm -hmm. The album's too long. Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) I did that on purpose. Yeah. I wanted to be short for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Album's too long. I know. I felt like keeping all that shit on there because all of it's fire and you'll understand later. (laughs) Right, right. Right. There's a concept happening right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a concept record. You know what I mean? Like it only makes sense if I keep these things here and I've experimented with this track listing three thousand times. Right. This works the best. Yeah. There was five more songs on this record. Right, right. (laughs) Right. It was longer. (laughs) Yeah, it was twenty minutes longer before, you know, the version you got. Trust me, I know it's too long. Yeah. You know, but it's like those things, you know, you know, man, you did this before your stage show this or whatever the fuck you should know. And if you don't know what motherfuckers are critiquing you on ahead of time, you lack Mm self-awareness and you're not really doing inventory on your own shit. But yeah. This is number two symptom. Another, the number three symptom of the sophomore slump is you feel discouraged about your future. Yeah. There ain't nothing like having some success or something once, then falling into, you know, a slump to make you reevaluate everything. Yeah. If you care enough. That's it. Yeah. If you care enough. Because a lot of motherfuckers, they'll fall into the slump, especially if you're a major artist. They'll mm-hmm. fall into the slump. And as long as they still selling records, they don't give a, f- a lot of them don't care. If they don't really care about the art, yeah, then they not necessarily discouraged as long as them checks keep coming in. Like they know <laughs> this shit ain't as dope as the other yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? They know that the fans that I got on my original shit, they might not roll with me on this because mm-hmm. this is more accessible, quote unquote. This yeah. is more you know, mainstream, quote unquote, you know, like some motherfuckers just don't care, you know, Damn. it's sad, but it's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. And for many, for many artists, you know, it's a fucking product. Yeah. You know, it's not art to them at that point. Right. You know, they're like, look, it's a I, job. It's a job. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they don't care no more. They're like, look, if I make this, I get that. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what I think that sells. Let me do it. It's deep. It's deep, man. But, you know, I started, you know, every time I have a bad day of trucking, I'd be like, man, I'm about to just quit. This ain't, you know, bust my lip. I want to quit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I ain't supposed to be out here. This shit should be happening. Lock my keys in my truck. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what's crazy is like all drivers have days like this. Mm-hmm. The stories I can tell about shit happening to me. Other guys have shit that's 10 times worse. Yeah. Especially if they've been doing it longer. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been a solo driver for four months. May will be my fifth month. And, uh, this last week is my worst week. Yeah. You probably talk to some drivers. They'd be like, oh, that's it, bro. You yes. <laughs> that's all. That's yeah. all. That's all. Okay. My GPS yeah. told me to go this way. <laughs> And I still <laughs> fucked up, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the worst part. That's the yeah. worst. The shit yeah. that burns, like it literally tried to save me. 
Mm-hmm. I still did the opposite. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Thinking that I knew better. I'm going to go right up here and turn around and still be No, 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 right. And the worst thing is like, you know, like I was saying, there are drivers who don't even have a GPS to tell them that shit, who end up on that thing, mm-hmm. who get up on that bridge. And once you get on that freeway, you're not getting off, G. <laughs> they got to shut down a whole freeway to get your ass off. Mm. You getting a ticket, you getting everything. <laughs> that you're fucked once you get on that freeway. So I was thankful that I'd stopped right on the ramp. Ooh. But yeah, and didn't tear the top off the truck. Yeah. Ain't no coming back from that. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah. Yeah. So you now those are the symptoms. Now let's talk about the causes. Why does this happen? Why do these things happen? Number one, people don't want to admit this, but you're not working as hard. Mm -hmm. Like when you first started, you were actually learning the techniques. You took nothing for granted. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, I know I have to do this. I have to do that. I need to do that. Checked off everything. Had a checklist. Yeah. Went down the line to make sure you did everything you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The longer you go, the more you, you don't work as hard as you did at the beginning because you start to know a little more. You're like, oh, well, I know more now, so I don't have to do X, Y and Z. Right. I just know. It's not it, chief. Take it from your man. Don't lock your keys in your truck. Don't get trapped on the freeway. <laughs> you called the police three times. <laughs> Too many police. You see the cops three days in a row, you be like, something ain't right, man. Something ain't right. Three days in a row dealing with the police. I'm a black man in America. I don't like seeing the police that much, bro. Under no circumstances. There's nothing that I want to see the cops for, bro. I had to call them fools. Save me. Three days in a row, I'm seeing the boys. I'm like, ah. I know I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> it's got to be me. Right. Three. Uh, nah, man. Shit. Three times a year is too much. Three days in a row. <laughs> Number two cause of this shit. Going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't be on your P's when you, a lot of, and this is definitely true for a lot of artists who actually find success. Yeah. The first time what happens is your success, uh, you can sometimes internalize it. Be like, okay, that's what they want me to do. I'm going to keep doing that. Autopilot. They put themselves on autopilot. Yeah. And just go through the motions. Yep. Yeah, like this is the kind of beat they want. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. making that, you know, and, and we, you know, no matter what era you're from, you're going to have that, right? Like, some people say, oh, well, you know, we talk about guys like Primo, you know, mm-hmm. uh, making a same style of beat for the last whatever chapter of his career. But it's not just him. It's, it's many artists find something that works, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just their style. You can't get mad at Primo because he invented that style. Right. Um, but there are people who try to do what he does over and over and over because they know it works. Mm hmm. 
you know, and at that point, they're just kind of going through the motions like, okay, if I do X plus Y, I get Z every time. And that's not really how art should be made. You know, now me driving a truck, I need to be doing X plus Y plus Z every fucking time, because when I don't do that, that's when I end up on a fucking overpass calling the police to help me back (laughs) out into (laughs) shut down traffic so I can get off of this motherfucker. It's freeway entrance and you know you have to have certain checklists mm-hmm. but in art you want to have a certain process but you don't want to be so rigidly locked into these formulas uh, that that are only taken on because you've seen success yeah because the thing process is good but routine isn't with art like yes. pros- having a process yes. of a way that you go about certain things it's very good, but yeah. if you st- if everything starts to become routine, mm-hmm. then you're no longer creating. You're no longer expanding your art. You're just doing the same shit every time. Now, having a process is completely different because you can go through a process and discover new shit if you you know sprinkle a little seasoning on the process. Yes, you know. Yes, it's very true. It's very true. And so uh, that's number two. Number three, and this is what I'm guilty of: assume an upward trajectory. Like this is just like when you assume that that way station gonna be closed. Mm-hmm. I'm assume that whatever record I pick up is gonna have the fire on it. Yeah, that any drums I use are gonna hit. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever I write, I can write about anything. It'll be fire. Mm-hmm. You know, I could post anything. No, never just assume that just because you've reached a certain level of success. That your trajectory is going to keep doing this. Yeah. Like, if you're doing this, you have to keep doing the same things to keep doing this. Right. To stay on an incline. The moment you start assuming you're going to be on an incline is when you stop doing the same things. Right. And uh, that happened to me this week. The same, every, those four days, I did something different. Mm-hmm. Every one of those days, and it cost me. Yeah. And I, and I was assuming that it was just going to work out because I've done it every time instead of having a checklist. Okay, before I get out the, the truck, is my window cracked? Is my, my keys here? Okay, boom, keys here, emergency brakes on. You see what I'm saying? You mm. got to check it. Don't just get out and assume that it's going to keep, things are going to get better. Nah, man. Oh, man, I, I pulled this off before and I got on that freeway and went the other way and it worked out. Nah, this is a different freeway in a different city and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, don't assume things are going to always work out by you doing nothing different. You have to put in the work. Yeah. You know, and then the last one, which is I'm super, super guilty of getting too comfortable. Yeah. I noticed this about myself in driving school. It was like. My issue, you know, some people is like. They're uncomfortable. They're so tense and nervous. That they can't. They fuck up. Yeah. My problem is I just be too comfortable. Yeah. I got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You yeah, know? that's what I fuck up. I'm just too in the pocket. Just oh. <laughs> stretching out. You got yeah, your feet up. Ain't worried about shit, man. It's cool. It always works out that way. Uh I'm comfortable. I'm chilling. I'm in my zone. You get too comfortable, man. That's when you start making big mistakes. Yeah. And uh, for me, this week, it, it really reminded me that, like, I was just too comfortable. 
Mm-hmm. And, and comfort is good in terms of you don't want to be nervous out there. I, I always believe for anything I do, you don't want to be scared. I've seen right. dudes drive scared. And a lot of dudes make mistakes because they're just terrified, scared. You know, I want to have a certain comfort and freedom. You know what I'm saying? You, that only comes with a certain level of comfort. But I don't want to go too far with it, man. Yeah, you want to still be controlled. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? You want to be comfort, comfortable, but still controlled and disciplined. Yes. In the process. That's the word. Disciplined. Yeah. You know, and then the last thing, uh, cause of it for me as well, taking too many chances. Yeah. Now, there are artists who've taken chances in their catalogs, and a lot of them didn't work out the first time they, they tried it. The initial yeah. reception was like, nah. You know? I mean, what made me think about it was like, um, what was Common's one album? Electric Circus. Electric Circus, yeah. That motherfucker was just trying to experiment, man. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to hear that shit. I like that record. I like that. You know, I'm a weird dude. but It grew on me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it then. Mm-hmm. Later on, and now when I compare it to other stuff in this catalog, it's got some joints on it. There's <laughs> some joints on that record, bro. It's got a couple joints on it, man. Yeah, and, man. But sometimes, you know, uh, it's like you can take a chance, but you have to also understand that this shit can go either way. Yeah. It can go either way. You just don't really know. And you got to acknowledge when you're taking a chance, like, hey, I'm taking a chance. The, the worst case scenario for this could be bad. Yeah. And you got to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> embrace it. If you're not ready for it, don't take that fucking chance. Yeah, man, because, like, for me, like, doing autopilot, like, re- producing my own record. Yeah. It was taking a chance. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, I've done records with really good producers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, me following up you, Blockhead, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's taking a fucking chance. Yeah. But it's but, like, okay, if they don't like it, I'm a no. Very <laughs> soon. Know, very quickly. I'm a no very quick. <laughs> If they don't like it, you know, <laughs> luckily the shit worked out for me. Yeah. But it yeah. don't work like that for everybody. You nah, know? nah. And, and even then, here's the thing, too, about how you took your chances. You took chances, but you learn how to make an album within the context of making it with those other producers. Right. So right. there are elements of autopilot that may borrow from an element that's on Celestial. Right. Right. There's, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or on, uh, uh, capture sun you, you never right like there's little mm-hmm. tiny elements and right. so you are taking a chance producing it yourself but your style of production is very much um aligned yeah with everything else right with what we do yeah like you're not rhyming over no trap beats <laughs> right right you know right. What I'm saying? i didn't go completely like <laughs> left the center yeah 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 and so within that you took a chance but it was like a uh what they I call was safe that? It was yes, safe. It yes. was a calculated risk. You That's know what, what I mean? it is. You ain't take a chance. You took a calculated risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that works out a lot better because mm-hmm. even with a calculated risk, you're still within the the realm of things that that will work out in your favor. Um, yeah. Usually, um, shit for me. That's where I kind of messed up. I was just kind of freestyling <laughs> a little bit out here. <laughs> Get your bars off. <laughs> Off the top, I'm gonna do this off the top. This off time. the top, I'm just gonna get it. This loud. I don't know how y'all be doing shit. I'm gonna be over here doing my own thing, just oblivious to the whole industry. 
Uh, you know, too much freestyling, man. No more freestyling for your boy. None. Um, but yeah, that shit'll get you in trouble. So we're gonna take a break and we're coming back and we're gonna talk about the solutions. Quick so announcement. We'll back. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. All right, folks. We back. Super duty, tough work. Blueprint. Logic. We're talking about the sophomore slump. The rookie wall. And we going to talk about some solutions for that real quick. And so this is, uh, we'll get into number one solution. This is one I've had to think about. And the number one solution to this problem is to revisit your why. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Why am I going through this? Why am I sacrificing for this? What is this uh, thing that I'm shooting for? Um, and so for me, it kind of was one of those things where I realized like, yo, what I'm trying to get out of this is not worth risking taking those chances. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, if my whole goal is to, you know, keep my record clean, drive for a year, then either get my own truck or go to a different job, then where I get paid a lot more, it's like, this ain't getting me there. Right. But if I lose sight of that end game, then I might fuck around and do dumb shit. Take more chances. Uh, have a have a streak where I'm doing really well and then ruin it all by one or two bad weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, you have to always remind yourself why it is you do what the fuck you do. Yeah. Number one. Number two. Never get too comfortable, my man. Never. I was too comfortable. Fuck the GPS. Mm-hmm. Fuck the way station. Fuck these other drivers. Keys in a truck. Just too comfortable, man. Yeah. Too comfortable. You know, it's just like, you know, we've seen it. Motherfuckers are successful. They make the same shit over and over again. I'd be like, man, why do they keep making the same record? Because they're comfortable, man. Mm-hmm. They're not taking, uh-uh. They're comfortable. They're not trying to give up nothing. You know, and that same comfort sometimes. That shit gets you into trouble, man. You fuck around and, and make some shit nobody like because you didn't want to uh, continue to, um, you know, evolve. Right. Yeah, and grow. Yeah. And uh, you got to continue to to evolve and grow and stay sharp. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's number two. Number three. 
this is something I've had to kind of look at doing um, a way to get around this is, you know, create new challenges. You know, the game within the game. Like one thing I have to look at sometimes is like if you can't find a big challenge within the whole thing, you have to play the game within the game. Like, you know, a couple weeks ago you spoke about like just programming drums. Mm -hmm. That's not I'm going to make an album. Mm -hmm. That's not I'm going to make a career defining record. I'm just going to wake up and program some fucking drums Mm -hmm. and get good at that. Yeah. Make some shit that I want to use. Within a larger context of the game, this is a smaller game you playing. When you can find those smaller games and play those, it keeps you inspired and keeps you sharp. Right. And you can make it through these moments where you might not be as, you know, uh, you might not be able to see the big picture. But you're doing something that contributes to your success in the long run. Right. Number four. Adjust your expectations. Yes. This is very important. Man, look. Yeah. Yeah. your expectations have to change at some point to something that's, you know, okay, this is realistic. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to be. And, you know, wherever you saw yourself at and, and had you going through the motions and hitting that rookie wall, make sure that you, you're, you're aligned with that. Like, okay, this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. This is where I want to go at the end of this. And uh, every day I have to practice that and make sure my expectations are aligned with, with the reality around me. You know, for me, that means, okay, don't beat yourself up about being late. Don't rush because you're late. You know, mm-hmm. like if they gave it to you late, it's just fucking late. Right. There ain't no reason. So what? It takes you, you, you I'm, I'm risking some shit over a five mile route, you know, route out of my way. Man, just do the fucking five miles, man. And get back to where you need to go. And uh, but my expectations are that it's gotta be here. I gotta be on time. I need to and fuck all that. Be realistic in your expectations, and then you won't go through these damn slumps where you get too comfortable and start doing some goofy shit like me. And uh, last one. You spoke on this earlier. Your routine and your process. Keep it intact. No matter what you do, you know you and I learn things from production you know we are in a youtube era we, you know we tell each other how to do shit producers mm-hmm. trade tips on everything from digging the drum programming and uh even just down to the way you make your beat the order in which you pro- you you do that the way you write a rhyme how you write a dope song yeah keep that shit intact mm-hmm. because when you start to tamper with it your results start to fluctuate mm-hmm. and uh me, I left uh, a bit of my routine, you know, on the side of the road and <laughs> <laughs> started uh, freestyling and I took it a little too far. And so thankfully, nothing really bad happened, you know, but it's definitely a wake up call to me and be like, you know what? OK, I think I'm in at this point where I'm at the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. I've hit that rookie wall, you know. And when I told my my manager about all this shit, he was like, it's your first year driving, man. Yeah, don't beat yourself up. That's all he said. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's your first year. So my expectations were perfection, though. Yeah. And so I had to 
make sure I'm changing my expectations. Like, yo, there's, there's no such thing as a perfect driver. Yeah. It's all about re- being, like you said, being realistic. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no way you're going to do everything the right way mm-hmm. all the time. Even if you're been driving for 10 years. Exactly. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no, you know, you might have perfect weeks. Yep. But you're not going to be perfect all the time. And understanding that about yourself in everything that you do is super important with not getting down on yourself, you know, not, you know, staying in these places of uh, where you fucked up and now you can't get out because your expectations are stupid. Yeah. And I think that's what makes some people want to quit. You know, like maybe we'll do an episode about quitting. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever really talked about that, but I think one of the reasons people quit is because they get to this point right here. They don't know it. Every, no matter what the fuck you do, I don't care what craft, what trade, what art you do, you're going to get to this point where you know how to do the job, how to create the thing, but then the, your excitement isn't exactly there like it was when you first started and everything was new. Many people quit because they can't get over this hump. Yeah. I got a lot to say about this topic. (laughs) All right, well, shit, we gonna have to do what it is. Yeah, this, got a lot to say about that. Yeah, quitting. The, the, the truth about quitting. Yeah. You know, um, because many people, if you, it's funny because there's so many artists, if you read, I mean, shit, even if you go back and those of you have read my book, The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists, there's so many stories in there about people getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Wanting to quit. Yeah. Quitting. And then just or coming back and pushing just past that thing. And mm. when they push past that that point, you know, that tipping point, everything started to come to them. Yeah. And so, but a lot of that is this. Understand everything ain't gonna be fun about this shit you're doing. It's not supposed to be. It is work. Yeah. You know, even if it's art, it's work, you know. Yeah. And so you just have to understand where you are in the process so that you don't want to quit when you get to this point, you know, your, your rookie wall, your sophomore slump. And that's it this week. Word. <clears throat> this was, feels like a longer episode. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, Nah, I think we we talked a little bit the first break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had an NBA playoff preview for during the first commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that's it for this week. And, uh, you know, we will see y'all next week. Word. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work, huh?